0: Open your Bible to Exodus chapter 4. The last time we were together, uh, God has uh, given, uh, has told Moses that he's going to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt and he tells him uh, how this is going to uh, go about. Uh, today's lesson, Exodus chapter 4, the title is Moses Given Powers. Open to Exodus chapter 4 and let's read.
1: Exodus 4. Moses answered, What if they do not believe me, or listen to me, and say, The Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? A staff, he replied. The Lord said, Throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground, and it became a snake, and he ran from it. Then the Lord said to him, Reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake, and it turned back into a staff in his hand. This, said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. Then the Lord said, Put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand into his cloak, and when he took it out, it was leprous, like snow. Now, put it back into your cloak, he said. So Moses put his hand back into his cloak, And when he took it out, it was restored, like the rest of his flesh. Then the Lord said, If they do not believe you, or pay attention to the first miraculous sign, they may believe the second. But if they do not believe these two signs, or listen to you, take some water from the Nile, and pour it on the dry ground. The water you take from the river will become blood on the ground. Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past, or since you have spoken to your servant, I am slow speech and tongue. The Lord said to him, Who gave man his mouth? Who makes him deaf or mute? Who gives him sight or makes him blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak, and will teach you what to say. But Moses said, O Lord, please send someone else to do it. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses, and he said, What about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he can speak well. He's already on his way to meet you, and his heart will be glad when he sees you. You shall speak to him and put words in his mouth. I will help both of you speak and will teach you what to do. He will speak to the people for you, and it will be as if he were your mouth and as if you were God to him. But take this staff in your hand So you can perform miraculous signs with it. Then Moses went back to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said to him, Let me go back to my own people in Egypt to see if any of them are still alive. Jethro said, Go, and I wish you well. Now the Lord had said to Moses in Midian, Go back to Egypt, for all the men who wanted to kill you are dead. So Moses took his wife and sons, put them on a donkey, and started back to Egypt and he took the staff of God in his hand. The Lord said to Moses, When you return to Egypt, see that you perform before Pharaoh all the wonders I have given you the power to do. But I will harden his heart, so that he will not let the people go. Then say to Pharaoh, This is what the Lord says, Israel is my firstborn son. And I told you, let my son go, so he may worship me. But you refuse to let him go, so I will kill your firstborn son. At a lodging place on the way, the Lord met Moses, and was about to kill him. But Zipporah took a flint knife, cut off her son's foreskin, and touched Moses' feet with it. Surely you are a bridegroom of blood to me, she said. So the Lord let him alone. At that time she said, Bridegroom of blood, referring to circumcision. The Lord said to Aaron, Go into the desert to meet Moses. So he met Moses at the mountain of God and kissed him. Then Moses told Aaron everything the Lord had sent him to say, and also about all the miraculous signs he had commanded him to perform. Moses and Aaron brought together all the elders of the Israelites, And Aaron told them everything the Lord had said to Moses. He also performed the signs before the people, and they believed. And when they heard that the Lord was concerned about them and had seen their misery, they bowed down and worshipped.
0: This chapter picks up at the end of chapter 3 where God is telling Moses that the children of Israel will not leave Egypt empty-handed uh this chapter starts out with Moses still having doubts about uh what God is telling him uh, to put it all together we will start by reading Exodus 3 21 through 4 1 and I this is God speaking will grant this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians and it shall be that when you go you will not go empty-handed But every woman shall ask of her neighbor and the woman who lives in her house, articles of silver and articles of gold and clothing. And you will put them on your sons and daughters. Thus you will plunder the Egyptians. Then Moses answered and said, What if they will not believe me or listen to what I say? For they may say, The Lord has not appeared to you. So Moses is uh, still having doubts and he still is asking the Lord more questions. Now, the Lord answers Moses, then gives him three things he can do to convince the children of Israel. Uh, Number one, God turns Moses' staff into a snake. Look at verses two through five. The Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? And he said, a staff. Then he said, throw it on the ground. So he threw it on the ground and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it. But the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand and grasp it by his tail. So he stretched out his hand and caught it and it became a staff in his hand. That they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Number two, God turned Moses hand leprous. Let's look at verses six to eight. And the Lord furthermore said to him, now put your hand into your bosom. So he put his hand into his bosom, and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous like snow. Then he said, put your hand into your bosom again. So he put his hand into his bosom again, and when he took it out of his bosom, behold, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. And it shall come about that if they will not believe you or heed the witness of the first sign, they may believe the witness of the last sign. Now, uh, let's clear something up. Uh, when it says Moses hand was leprous Hebrew sixty-eight, seventy-nine, like snow it means his hand was pure white uh, not like a Caucasian uh, whom we call white uh, now if you are from a place where it snows uh, like where I'm from and uh, you look at that first snowfall in the morning after it snowed all night you know it's a bright white uh, trust me you have never seen a human being uh, that white So I want to put to rest any nonsense that could come about that says that Moses was a man of color and when the Lord turned his hand leprous, his hand looked like a Caucasian. No, his hand in the Hebrew, it says that his hand was white, uh, a white that uh, our skin uh, cannot turn. Now, uh, number three, God tells Moses to pour water from the Nile River on the ground and the water uh, will be blood look at verse 9 but it shall be that if they will not believe even these two signs or he what you say then you shall take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground and the water which you take from the Nile will become blood on the dry ground now uh, Moses comes up with another excuse look at verse 10 then Moses said to the Lord please Lord I have never been eloquent neither recent nor in time past nor since thou hast spoken to thy servant for i am slow of speech and slow of tongue now uh moses is uh basically saying that he, he can't speak well now uh the lord gives moses more confidence notice verses 11 through 12 and the lord said to him who has made man's mouth or who makes him dumb or deaf or seen or blind is it not i the lord Now then go, and I, even I, will be with your mouth and teach you what you are to say. So the Lord is giving Moses even more confidence. I'll be with you the whole time. Moses tries one last time to get out of this assignment, but he ends up angering angering the Almighty. Notice verses 13 through 17. But he said, he being Moses, please, Lord, now send the message by whomever thou wilt. Then the anger of the Lord burned against Moses, and he said, Is there not your brother Aaron the Levite? I know that he speaks frequently, I'm sorry, fluently, and moreover, behold, he is coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart, and you are to speak to him and put the words in his mouth, and I, even I, will be with your mouth and his mouth, and I will teach you what you are to do. Moreover, you shall speak; he shall speak for you, to the people and it shall come about that he shall be as a mouth for you and you shall be as god to him and you shall take in your hand this staff with which uh you shall perform the signs now you see you know the lord is not going to let moses out of this uh which is the reason that aaron is now about to be part of this mission see the lord probably uh See, here comes your brother Aaron, because uh, Moses, being in the flesh, was trying his best to get out of this position. But the Lord is going to see to it that his will is done. Now, Moses tells his father-in-law he is returning to Egypt. Look at verse 18. Then Moses departed and returned to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said to him, Please let me go that I may return to my brethren who are in Egypt and see if they are still alive. And Jethro said to Moses, go in peace okay now notice this says moses father-in-law is named jethro but earlier it says his name is ruel uh let me illustrate the point turn uh back to exodus chapter two a couple of uh chapters back to the left and we're going to look at verses 16 through 21 exodus 2 16 through 21 Now, the priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came to draw water and fill the troughs to water their father's flock. Uh, Then the shepherds came and drove them away, but Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. When they came to Ruel, their father, he said, Why have you come back so soon today? So they said, An Egyptian delivered us from the hand of the shepherds. And what is more, he even drew the water for us and watered the flock. And he said to his daughters, Where is he then? Why is it that you have left the man behind? Invite him to have something to eat. And Moses was willing to dwell with the man, and he gave his daughters a poor to Moses. Okay, notice there, though, it said his name was Ruel, the priest of uh, Midian. Now, uh, turn to one chapter over to Exodus 3. Exodus 3 1a. It says. Now, Moses was pastoring the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law. Okay, now, uh, the only thing, you know, that makes sense uh, is that uh, these are two different names in two different languages. But as we see, they are speaking of the same person. Now, uh, Moses heads back to Egypt. Notice verses 19 through 20. Now, the Lord said to Moses, uh, Now the Lord said to Moses in Midian, go back to Egypt for all the men who are seeking your life are dead. So Moses took his wife and his sons and mounted them on a donkey and he returned to the land of Egypt. Moses also took the staff of God in his hand. Now the Lord gives Moses instructions on what to say to Pharaoh. Look at verses 21 through 23. And the Lord said to Moses, when you go back to Egypt, see that you perform before Pharaoh all the wonders which I have put in your power, but I will harden his heart so that he will not let the people go. Then you shall say to Pharaoh, thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, my firstborn. So I said to you, let my son go that he may serve me, but you have refused to let him go. Behold, I will kill your son your firstborn. So uh the Lord has given Moses his, his instructions. Now uh after this, Moses is about to have a deathly situation come upon him. Let's uh look at verses twenty-four through twenty-six. Now it came about at the lodging place on the way that the Lord met him and sought to put him to death. Then Sapor took a flint and cut off her son's foreskin and threw it at Moses' feet and she said you are indeed a bridegroom of blood to me so uh, he let him alone at that time he said I'm sorry at that time she said you are a bridegroom of blood because of the circumcision now uh, I have had uh, trouble understanding this strange text but it apparently has something to do with uh, circumcision so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read what a uh, David e. Thompson said on this matter in his exposition of uh, Exodus, uh, I'm reading his exposition of Exodus. This is a message nine pages fifty seven through fifty eight and it was this is on those uh verses that I just read uh, God threatens to kill Moses and uh, this is what he says in his exposition. Now this is an odd text, but it does show the importance of Moses. And us being willing to do exactly what God's word demands if we are going to be greatly used by God. The first thing to contextually observe is that this story text comes right after a warning that God is going to kill firstborn sons of the Egyptians. Now, before we try to figure out what actually happened here, I want us to observe that uh I want us to observe that after this event, apparently Moses sent Sapor and his two sons away. They did not end up going to Egypt with him, and he does not meet them again until Exodus 18 and verse two. We may assume from this fact and from what we know about the sovereignty of God, that God did not want Moses taking his wife and sons with him on this assignment. Now it appears as though that Moses had not circumcised one of his sons. Most scholars believe it was probably Moses' second son, Eleazar. Circumcision was the sign of the Abrahamic covenant that we saw in Genesis 17 10-14 And obviously there had been a breach in the covenant in this case Now verse 24 says God sought to put Moses to death It is possible he struck Moses down with a life-threatening illness But notice in verse 25 Sapphira responded and took a flint and cut off the foreskin of her son and threw it at Moses' feet and said You are the bridegroom of blood to me what this means is the thing that saves your life with God is the uh, shed blood of a son. This is the only thing that can save us from God's wrath and eternal execution, the shed blood of the son of God. Now, it would appear to me that poor is not happy about the fact that uh, she has to circumcise her son. If we read between the lines a little bit, it appears that Moses had not demanded that his son be circumcised and probably gave into the request of his wife in not doing it uh gershom had probably been circumcised and support didn't like it and didn't want eleazar to have uh to go through that now this was a major mistake being circumcised was not about the wishes of a wife it was the will of god furthermore if you were going to be dominated by a woman you cannot be a great leader for god so god struck moses down Uh, however the moment god's word was obeyed he healed him God is a God who will turn cursings into blessing if his people repent of rebellion against him and his word. Now, I I went there and uh, read uh, the words of a Bible teacher I, I respect because I had always had trouble under uh, understanding that. So that kind of could give us a little more clarification of what was going on here because the, the text in the scripture is not uh, very clear on what's going on here. It just says that uh, Zipporah cut off the foreskin and threw it down at Moses' feet. Uh, Now, the Lord speaks to Aaron. Uh, Notice verse 27. Now, the Lord said to Aaron, go meet Moses in the wilderness. So he went and met him at the mountain of God, and he kissed him. So the brothers are together. Now, Moses and Aaron give good news to the people of Israel. We will close it out by looking at verses 28 through 31. Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord with which he had sent him and all the signs that he had commanded him to do. Then Moses and Aaron went and assembled all the elders of the sons of Israel. And Aaron spoke all the words which the Lord had spoken to Moses. He then performed the signs in the sight of the people. So the people believed and when they heard that the Lord was concerned about the sons of Israel and that he had seen their affliction, then they bowed low and worshiped. Now, uh, this uh, must have been heartwarming for these people to hear that Almighty God has heard their pleas and is going to act on their behalf because we know it has been some time since they have been slaves in Egypt. That brings us to the end of Exodus chapter 4. That's all for now. God bless.